We have been in a series this month entitled Seasons. As many of you know, we're about to, we're about to embark upon the, the season of fall, one of my favorite seasons of the year. But in, specifically, we've been talking about the seasons of life. And in, first, in week one, we talked about understanding the times and seasons. We said in that particular message that seasons are a natural part of our lives. And it's how we respond in those seasons determine our level of effectiveness in the kingdom of God. In week two, we talked last week about understanding our season of lack. Sometimes God allows season of lack so that we may learn how to trust him. Specifically, we talked last week and we, we studied how that God on purpose allowed the children of Israel to go hungry that he might teach them that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God wants us to trust him and only him completely, radically, and totally. That's what God is calling us to. And so the good thing that we understand is that, that God is at work in your life. I mean, and that ought to get you excited. God, right now, at this very moment, God is pulling strings while you're sitting here listening. Your life is not automatic. It's just kind of just drifting off someplace. But, but there's a captain, if you will. And if, if you made him your Lord and your Savior, there's a, there's a captain that's, that's steering the ship of your life. And he's turning you and he has a purpose and a design for you. It's our job to sit back and let Jesus take the wheel. Somebody say, Jesus, take the wheel. Ah, yeah, Jesus, take the wheel. So today, I want to talk about something to get everybody really excited. I mean, you get so excited about this. Are you ready? I want to today, I, today, I want to talk to you about waiting. Wow, look at that. I got one okay. <laughs> now, I titled this message, Advancing in Your Seizing of Waiting. Now, the reason why I said advancing, because oftentimes we don't see uh, waiting as advancing. Oftentimes we see waiting as a barrier or an obstacle to where we think we ought to be. And one of the things that I've come to realize, and I've been walking with the Lord now for a long time, long time, I'll just say it that way. Uh, and, uh, and life has taught me uh, many good things. Specifically, life has taught me the power of waiting. I can say today, because I learned how to wait, that financially I'm better off. Truth be told, many of us are in financial trouble today because we don't know how to wait. I'm just, I'm just you know, being honest. Relationally, I've discovered that, that learning how to wait, that I'm better off. You know, I don't go off on a, you know, just because somebody gets me upset. I, you know, many people have made mistakes and emotionally have, gotten themselves in trouble because they didn't wait, take a deep breath and say, hold on, let me stop. But they rush right. You know, one of the things I've discovered about the enemy, Satan always wants you to rush. One of the things I've learned about God is God is a strategic God. But when it comes to the enemy, Satan just wants you to make impulsive he don't want you to think. He don't want you to think about the consequences. Satan just wants you just to jump headlong into stuff. 
Because his goal is to destroy your life and to make you miserable. Waiting is your friend. In fact, say that with me. Waiting is my friend. Say it again. Waiting is my friend. Yet I know that society hates to wait. We don't like to wait in waiting rooms. <laughs> we don't like to wait in traffic. We don't like to wait in checkout lines. We don't like to wait until we have enough money. Why? Because I want it now. Why do I have to wait if I have the means to get it now? In fact, that's one of the reasons why, truth be told, uh, our whole system is designed Watch this, church. Our whole system is designed for you and I to get stuff quick, fast, and in a hurry. Everything. Hurry up. Get it. Don't even, you know, you ever go try to buy a car? No, I mean, get in the car. I mean, you got to do it. You got to do it today. The, the day is the day. They say it as if they got some insight about tomorrow that we don't know about. One of the reasons why we like Amazon so much. Come on, let's tell the truth. One of the reasons why I be like Amazon, man, because, you know, I can, just, I can barely think about it. Put my finger on that thing, and bam, one day you can get your stuff. And one day I get it quick. Well, I like my credit cards. Why do I love credit cards? Because <laughs> credit cards, I can get it now. Even though I don't have the money to pay for it, you know, the credit card allowed me to get, take somebody else's money and get what I want now because I don't have the discipline to wait for a year. Oh, I, I think I just stepped on just a couple of toes this morning. I'm going to bring you back up in a second. Look at your name and say, hold on. <laughs> God allowed, see, here's the problem that, 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 that we got we to gotta come to grips with. God has given us, God has made every one of us as children of God. He's given all of us a purpose. Everybody say purpose. purpose. Everything you do, every action you take, you ought to take it with purpose in mind. The Bible says that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? So he wants you to hurry up into anything, every, anything and everything. Some of us have gotten into some bad relationships. I'm not just talking about marriage, but just in general, because we don't know how to wait. Oh, but you don't understand, Pastor. I love him. I love her. And you rush. Well, I know they ain't saved, but, you know, I'll get them saved. Okay, let me stop. Okay, I got you. Okay. <laughs> Waiting is God's way of bringing us into his plan, his destiny, his purpose for our lives. If we can learn this principle, this season of waiting, and, and, and God, and, and I mean, no, and we've said this before, I've said this many times, God is all about the journey. You're about the destination, aren't you? All you care about is getting there. But what God cares more about is what? It's changing you, the journey, the, the stuff that he's taking you through. So watch this. So, so why does God make us wait? So I'm going I'm to answer a couple of questions this morning. Then we're going we're gonna, to uh, utilize, we're going to look at an example of what happens when we don't wait on God. And then we're going to take it on home. So why does God make us wait? Number one, God make us wait to reveal our true motives. 
You know, the Bible says in Jeremiah, the Bible says our hearts are deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? You know, you can talk yourself just in about any that you need anything. So watch it. I'm give you an example. So I'm sitting on my deck yesterday and I'm, I'm actually I'm studying and preparing for this message. So my next door neighbor across the way, they're getting some brand new siding on their house. And I'm looking. I'm like, man, that looks really, really good. So I start thinking to myself, you know, I'm like, man. So I started looking at my own siding. Now, siding hadn't even come into my mind. I ain't had no problem. I, ain't been, I haven't been thinking about siding, nothing. But I'm sitting on my deck, and I'm thinking, wow. I'm looking at my siding. I said, well, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, well, you know, there's a couple scratches on that. and it, that, it does look old. Yeah. In fact, I think the Lord might just be telling me I need to get some new siding. Now, the, the reality was it, I didn't need no new siding. In fact, it was funny because my sister came to my house yesterday. Watch this, church. This is no joke. She sits on my deck and she says, oh, the siding on your house look pretty. <laughs> I'm actually thinking I'm, about, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm about to convince myself that I need some new siding. But how many know that the heart, you're a fool, you can convince yourself of anything? One of the reasons why God make us wait is to reveal the true motives of our hearts. Because you don't know yourself as well as you think you know yourself. If you think you know yourself, you don't even know yourself even then. How many of you have discovered that about yourself? Some of you have cried some heavy tears because you didn't think you'd do it. <laughs> Number two, God uses waiting to build patience in our lives. David said in Psalm 40, he says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined, he heard my cry. Some of us are impulsive, quick-witted, quick with the trigger. And so what God does is God says, okay, here's what I need. I need to build patience. If I'm going to use you the way that I need to use you, you need to, you need, you need to learn patience. Because how many know that when it comes to, particularly when it comes to sharing the gospel and talking to people about Christ, you know, we need to have patience with people, just like God had patience with you. It's amazing how we forget, you know, we forget to have patience with other people. We forget all about how we were and how God, anybody in this room glad God had a lot of patience with you. I don't know, but I, I, boy, I am glad. I can be patient with God will teach you that. Another reason why God uses, uh, God makes us wait is to transform our lives and build character. Everybody say character. As I said a moment ago, it's about the journey with God. God is all about the journey. The minute, <laughs> we, how many know we're in a microwave society, right? We don't, want, we don't like journeys. We don't. God is. See, the journey is what drives out the stuff that, 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 that reveals our character, our bad character. It's the journey. Like, like God uses the journey to drive out lying. Cheating, stealing, pride, backbiting, unforgiveness, hate, anger. See, God used the journey. Watch this. That's why he don't just put you into the destination because you're not ready for it. How many of you found, how many of you got someplace you thought you really were supposed to be there, then you discovered, man, I really wasn't ready for this. There were some things I didn't get. I, 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 really, I really needed to sit back. See, the journey is what God does, watch this church, to, to, to refine our character. And make us more like Jesus. It's all about, look at the neighbor say, it's about the journey. God makes us wait to build our intimacy and dependence on him. How many know that 
Parents, if your kids just, well, I can't even use that example because I, you know what I was about to say? So if your kids just come walking up to you and all they ever say is, give me, give me, give me, give me. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's not relationship building. You know, sometimes as, as a parent, I tell my kids, well, well, wait a minute, stop, 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 stop. Sit down and let's have a conversation. How many know that God wants some Marys in the house? Mary sat down. Remember Mary and Martha? Mary, she sat down and she spent time with Jesus talking with him. Whereas Martha was just so busy doing so many things. How many know that more than anything, God wants to, God wants to love on you? God wants to hear your voice in the morning. Before you drive off, God wants to hear you call him. He wants to see, he wants to, he wants to, to experience you worshiping him. In other words, God wants you. God is not some genie God where he just kind of pop in, oh God, give me what I want and leave. That, that's not how God works. Yet that's how a lot of folks treat God. Mm. Somebody say, ouch. God makes us wait because he has perfect timing. This is important because we don't see like God sees. We know we understand and that God is sovereign and God knows a lot of things that we don't know. Did anybody? Is that a revelation to anybody in the house? So God is not just working in your life. God is working in everybody else's life all at the same time. Don't ask me how he does it. He's God. <laughs> It'll blow your mind trying to figure out the mind of God. He's God. He's much bigger than our finite brains to try to comprehend all that he does. But here's one of the things I understand, that God, the timing is important. Y'all hear what I'm saying? When something is in sync and God knows exactly what he's doing, you see, wait, what, what happened with us is we get tunnel vision. We only see our situation, right? God is looking at a whole smorgasbord of stuff and lives and people. And he's pulling strings, not just in your life, but he's pulling strings in the lives that are around you. So God has a timing by which he moves. He knows what he's doing. Look at the name and say he knows what he's doing. So let me give you an example of somebody who didn't wait. We're going to talk about uh, Abraham in, back in the book of Genesis. We'll spend a little time there this morning. And Sarah. So what happened when we don't wait on the Lord? So here we understand that in Genesis chapter 12, kind of give you a little summary. Genesis chapter number 12, God calls Abraham out. He says, Abraham, leave everything that you're familiar with. I'm going to bless your son, but I need you to walk. I need you to step away from it all. He said, I'm going to bless you. Not only I'm going to bless you, but I'm going to make you a blessing. And in you, Abraham, through your loins, through your seat, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now, understand something. God had a plan right from the beginning. God's plan was that the seed that would be that blessing to all the world, the nations, that seed was Isaac, and it was to come as a result of Abraham and Sarah's marriage, their relationship, all right? This, this was God's plan. Everybody say God's plan. God. God's plan was that Sarah and Abraham would have a baby, the baby name is Isaac, and that that child would be the seed to which God will bring about his plan and what he wanted to do, his promise. Oh, but look at your neighbor and say, Sarah had other plans. 
Now, Sarah and Abraham was old. They was past the time of having kids. They were, I mean, when I say old, everything, they were at the age when everything shut down. Okay, y'all just leave that there. So they're at that place, all right? God makes a promise. Now, some, by the time when God makes his promise, some 12, 13 years pass, and nothing happening. So Sarah decides, I'm not going to. I mean, I've been waiting long enough. I'm already old. I mean, and I know God made a promise because my husband then dragged me from my home out here someplace. Something got, to, something got to happen. So you ain't nothing happening quick enough. Things are quiet. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Mm. Sarah decided that she wasn't going to wait. In fact, Look at Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 through 4. Now, this is drastic because and I, want you to kinda, I want you to kind of think of this, and, and, and I want you to think of yourself, how we can get sometimes. And it says there, and now Sarah, and this is Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 and 4. Now, look, look what she does. So Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. Everybody say Hagar. So Sarai said to Abraham, see now. Now, she's talking to her husband. The Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. Now, you know this sister, boy, she was determined to get what she wanted. At, at this point, I mean, she's, she's like, I'm going to make this happen. One way or another, this is going to happen. Hear this. She tells another lady to go and lay down with her husband to have a baby. How many know that's called determination? (laughs) And Abraham heeded her voice. Then Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband Abraham to be his wife. And after Abraham dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan, So he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. So now watch this. So now they go and they give birth to Ishmael. Everybody say Ishmael. (laughs) See, Ishmael came as a result of somebody who decided that they were going to go ahead of God. Ishmael comes as a result of somebody who said, wait a minute, I, I, you know, I, 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 I know what God said, but, you know, may, maybe I need to help God. Has anybody ever felt like they need to help God out? Because God ain't moving fast enough. <laughs> Y'all know we some smart jokers, aren't we? <laughs> God ain't moving fast enough. So, God, I need to help. Maybe God, I need to, I need to put the gas on this thing. Now, 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 this woman went through some drastic measures. And then the Bible says there came a point in time that Ishmael, everybody say Ishmael, <laughs> that she gets mad at Ishmael and her mo- his mother and put him out. Now, wait a minute. Now, you go to God and you birth an Ishmael, like some God didn't tell you to do, but you did it. But then after you do it, you get mad at God because you regret it and you don't like it. Anybody ever done that? says in Genesis chapter 16, verse 6. So Abraham said to Sarah, Indeed, your maid is in her hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarah dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her presence. 
See, Sarah's actions represents a type of the flesh, Ishmael. See, Ishmael represents that thing that we do because we decide that we're going to make it happen ourselves. We birth Ishmael's. I wonder how many people in here have been gave birth to some Ishmael's. You've made some choices. You've made some decisions. And really, God didn't tell you to do it, but you did it because you couldn't wait. Or you went ahead of God. You went before God. And how many of you know that sometimes, oftentimes, when we do that, we get in more trouble? She gets mad, and she gets angry. And she says, well, you know, I, I don't want her around. I've been living long enough to know many of us have done the same thing. We went ahead of God. We did something. And then if we're not careful, we'll start to blame God. God, why did you let me do this? God, why do you allow me to do it? God, why did And I'm sure God started sitting there talking, thinking like, what? That, 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 that Ishmael, you birthed that, not me. I, I didn't tell you to do that. You did that on your own. But then we get mad at God, you know. God, he ain't moved quick enough. And, and, and Sarah found herself in this place. And as a consequence, she birthed an Ishmael. But look at your neighbor and say, I got good news. Because all of us from time to time, we have all, come on, we have birthed some Ishmaels. Am I right about it? Oh, all, all of us have birthed some Ishmael. We've made some decisions. We've did some things, and we know that we went ahead of God. Maybe you didn't fully realize it at the time. I would surmise that a lot of times. I'm just talking about myself. And when I go back and I look over the span of my life, I made choices, and I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew there were times when I wanted something so bad that I even knew how to pray, pray and look religious to make it happen and justify it. I, I, and I knew in my heart, though, I didn't have a peace about it. I ain't supposed to do this. But I went ahead and I did it anyway. Why? Because I want it and I want it now. And it's not necessarily that God don't want to give it to you, but God want to give it to you when you're supposed to have it. How many of you want what God wants you to have when you're supposed to have it? That's when you'll be blessed. When you get it in timing and in sync with God, that's when the blessing comes. But the good news is God will still make provision for your Ishmael. <laughs> anybody, have anybody made some decisions? You made some boneheaded decisions. You made some stupid decisions, and you knew, man, I shouldn't have did it. And yet you called out on the name of the Lord, and God bailed you out anyway. And anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, but, oh, but uh, Abraham in Genesis chapter 17 verse and verse 18, Genesis 17, 18, Abraham said this. He says, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. In other words, Abraham was like, yeah, God, I know we got Ishmael. I know that's not the promise. I, I, I understand. But God, can you please, God, give me grace with Ishmael. I, I, I know this is a result of something we did, but God, please. And he listen to what God says in Genesis chapter 17, verses 19 and 21. Then God said, no, Sarah, your wife, shall bear your son. And you shall call his name Isaac, because that's God's plan. Everybody say, that's God's plan. See, Isaac is God's plan. That's God's will. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, watch this. Now, for, everybody say for Ishmael. Because this, this, is, this is your thing. This is what you did. 
This is, this is you moving ahead of God. But here's what God said. But for Ishmael, I've heard you. Behold, I have blessed him. I will make him fruitful. I will multiply him exceedingly, and he shall beget uh, 12 princes, and I will make him a great nation. But, everybody say but. but. My covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at, the sex, at, the sect, at this set time next year. So what does that say to us? It says that God said, even though we blew it, even though we went ahead, even though we decided to force the issue, God still will bless. Why does God bless? Because he's good. Why does he do it? Because he's merciful. Why, did, why does God bail? Has anybody in here been bailed out? Come on, raise your hand if you've got, raise your hand if you've been bailed out of some decisions that you knew that weren't the will of God. Come on, raise your hand. I want to see every, I want to see that. Who's been living, who's been walking with God in here? And God then bailed you out and you cry, oh, I'm sorry. And you know, and God came running right to your right. He picked you up, he blessed you, and you're sitting here today blessed. You know you don't deserve it, but God did it anyhow. He blessed you. You knew you stepped right in it. But God says, it's all right. I'm going to bless you anyway. I'm going to help you. Why? Because you're a part of his covenant he made with Abraham. You're, you're still his son. You're still his daughter. And as a consequence, call unto the name of the Lord and he will come. But watch this, church. But God don't want us living our lives birthing a bunch of Ishmael's. Just because God's mercy endure forever. Listen, we don't need to keep going around birthing a whole bunch of Ishmael's birthing stuff and doing things that's outside of the will of God and not in sync with God. How many of you want God's best? How many of you want God's best for your life? Amen. We want God's best in our lives. So live life that way. Live life not going ahead of God, not even stepping, walking behind God, but live your life in such a way that you're walking in step with God. Enoch walked with God and he was not because God took him. How I many know that's a testimony we all can have right there? So what are the benefits? And so I'm getting ready to close this thing. So what are the benefits of waiting on the Lord? In Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 29 through 31, we read this verse at the beginning. It says, he gives power to the weak, to those who have no might. He increases strength, even to the youth. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with the wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk. They will not faint. So let's kind of extrapolate that just a little bit. He says that they will renew their strength. Those who wait on God. Those who wait on the Lord. Why would they renew their strength? Because it's not theirs. Right? Because I'm tapped into him. And because I am tapped into his strength and his power, then God renews my strength. He gives me power. Because I can't, I'm, not, I'm not having to pull this off on my own. The Bible says that it is he who works in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He directs our way. So God renews our strength. So one of the benefits of waiting on the Lord is your strength get renewed. Another benefit of waiting on the Lord, he says here, and I like the language, he says they will mount up with wings as eagles. Anybody ever seen an eagle fly and soar? Man, it's a beautiful thing how they just mount up, you know. The Bible says that the righteous will fall seven times and they'll get right back up. Y'all know what I'm talking about. 
There'll be times in our walk with God that we'll have some failures. But because we have learned how to wait on God, no matter what happens, God will see to it that we get to our ultimate destination. We will mount up with wings as eagles. Why? Because the scripture says that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Simply put, that means that God is in control. He called us, watch this church, and he is the one who will sustain us all along the way. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. No weapon formed against us will prosper. How many know if we walk with God, we wait on the Lord, we walk with the Lord? How many know Satan can't do anything to us? I always marvel how people sometimes get afraid. They're so afraid of the devil. Why are you afraid of the devil? Somewhere I read, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So watch this church. So if I walk with God, I don't, I, there are some Christians that give more attention to the devil than they do to God. They talk more about the devil. Oh, the devil did it. The devil did it. Flip Wilson, the devil made me do it. The devil did this. The devil did that. Oh, the devil. Watch out the devil. The devil, the devil. You ever met a Christian like that? Every time they talk, the devil, the devil, the devil. How many of you know that the devil is defeated? <laughs> the devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. We don't need to walk around worried about the devil. No, the, the, what we need to be doing is making sure that we don't give place to the devil. Don't give him room to operate in your life. Now, if you give him room to operate in your life, that's your fault. But how many know But we wait on God and when we're in sync with God, the devil can't touch us. He can't do anything to us. He says that they will run and not be weary. I mean, you know, I, I've been walking with the Lord now for 20, about 26 years. Oh, going, on, going on 27 years. Next year will be 27 years. And uh, I don't get tired of doing God's work. I, I enjoy serving the Lord. I mean, I tell you every day, I just, I get, I'm not one of those who grumble and complain. I, count, I knew what I was before he saved me. I know how messed up I was. And the fact that God called me, put, he, put me in his army, put a call on my life, put me in the ministry, I am glad, Lord, to be of service to you. I will serve him for the rest of my days. Why? Because, see, see, when you walk with God, God will give you that kind of grace. He'll give you that kind of strength that will run and not be weary. He'll replenish your soul. He'll satisfy you. Jesus says, any man who thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. In other words, satisfaction. Is anybody satisfied in Jesus today? Come on, clap your hands if you're satisfied in Jesus. Now, we don't need no extra. We don't need no drugs. We don't need no alcohol. We, all we need is Jesus. I'm satisfied with him. He said they will walk and not faint. We all have had those moments and times in our lives where we felt like quitting. Anybody ever felt like quitting? I mean, come on. That's, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm being real. But somehow, because you're waiting on the Lord, somehow because you're staying connected with God, God, God won't let you do it. Somehow when you, feel, when you feel like, man, I can't go, I can't go another step. I can't go any further. Somehow, some way, when you thought about quitting, God is right there to lift you up, and you don't even know how you got here. You look back one day, you say, man, how do I, but I thought I wasn't going to make it. Anybody ever thought you weren't going to make it? And God carried you because you've been waiting on him. 
You've been trusting on him. You, you, in fact, you decided, man, no matter what, I don't, got, I don't have anything else. Man, I'm going to trust in the Lord. My mother taught me that many, many years ago. My mother had an issue. I don't want to talk about what the issue was, but all I can remember, and she was going through a moment of time, and, 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 and all I can remember is she had that word of God, and she was just, you know, every, she was a blip. She didn't know what was going on around her, but all she had, she, I just remember her just quoting the word of God. Quoting the word of God. And, and, and she was going through some things. And my mother, she's sitting there spitting out scripture. I'm like, what? And what's mom? What's going on? And she was in the word. And, my, and she'd been through some things. But she's right over there and she's still standing. Come on, give God praise for what he did tonight. She's still standing. She waited on the Lord. All her, all her chilling. <laughs> all her chilling are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Because she decided to wait. When everybody else decided to bail out, don't want to go to church, don't want to have nothing to do, my mother was there walking us up and down the road. All five of us. Walking in the sun. Walk, where are we going? Going to church. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. And here's what I know. She waited on the Lord. See, when you wait on the Lord, God will bless you. He'll give you strength. No matter what happens in your life, he'll see to it that you'll mount up. He'll see to it that you'll come out on top. Yeah, you're going to have some turbulence. You're going to have some bumps in the road. Oh, come on. But God will see you through it. Why? Because, you know, I'm going to wait on the Lord. What are you doing? Why, why are you waiting? Because God got something better for me. I don't want seconds. I don't like seconds anything. I, I just don't. I don't even like cold chicken. I like it when it's fresh. I, I don't like seconds. I want it. I want the best. Come on, somebody. Come on out, Brother Jay. In, in closing, I want, to, I want to say this to you. Because some of us, some of you right now, you're going through a season of waiting. You're going through a season of waiting. And, man, you're sitting there, you're thinking to yourself, man, man, God, I've been waiting long enough. This, this ain't taking, this is just taking way too long. And, and, and maybe you're getting a little bit impatient. Can I say something to you? I've learned the hard way. Don't birth an Ishmael. Don't take matters into your own hands. Wait on the Lord. The Bible scripture says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Because when you wait on the Lord, if, if, how many know if God be for you, who can be against you? And if you're waiting, if you wait on the Lord and you walk with God, are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning? And you walk with God God will see to it that you're blessed God will see and the place that you think you ought to be that you should be you'll get there when you're supposed to get there because God took you there and if God if God is taking me there and if God has opened up some doors don't be a spiritual burglar you know, you know what spiritual burglars are they just break down doors they just, they just burglarize they just all over the place they just tearing down because they're mad mad about everything, mad about my situation, mad, 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 I'm tired, I'm tired. Hey, hold on. Look at the neighbor and say, hold on. Don't get ahead of God. Because God is, as, as they said back in the South, God is fixing to bless you. But you got to wait for it. Don't be in a hurry. Enjoy the journey. Embrace the journey. Thank God for the journey. And 
while you're going through it, praise him until he gets you to your destination. Praise him all along the way. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed.